Good morning. Today is Sunday, April 26th, 2020. It is day 43 of social distancing, week 7 of Worship Apart, and week 3 of Easter. I ask your prayers for David Barry and all of his family at the death of his mother, Frida Barry. Will you join me in our opening prayer? Lord Christ, you have promised that even when we are alone, you will never leave us or forsake us. In these days when we cannot assemble as usual, give to the members of your body full assurance of your presence. Meet us in prayer and in the reading of Holy Scripture as in the bread and wine from which we fast. Unite us in your love and inspire us to connect across distance. Protect us from danger and speak your abiding peace into our hearts. Amen. Our scripture reading for this morning is again from the Revised Common Lectionary and it's one of my favorites. Hear these words from Luke chapter 24 beginning with verse 13. On that same day, two disciples were traveling to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. While they were discussing these things, Jesus himself arrived and joined them on the journey. They were prevented from recognizing him. He said to them, What are you talking about as you walk along? They stopped, their faces downcast. The one named Cleopas replied, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who is unaware of the things that have taken place here over the last few days? He said to them, What things? They said to him, The things about Jesus of Nazareth. Because of his powerful deeds and words, he was recognized by God and all the people as a prophet. But our chief priests and our leaders handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the one who would redeem Israel. All these things happened three days ago. But there's more. Some women from our group have left us stunned. They went to the tomb early this morning and didn't find his body. They came to us saying that they had even seen a vision of angels who told them he is alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women said. They didn't see him. Then Jesus said to them, You foolish people. Your dull minds keep you from believing all that the prophets talked about. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then he interpreted for them the things written about himself in all the scriptures, starting with Moses and going through all the prophets. When they came to Emmaus, he acted as if he was going on ahead, but they urged him, saying, Stay with us. It's nearly evening and the day is almost over. So he went to stay with them. After he took his seat at the table with them, he took the bread, 
blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Their eyes were open and they recognized him, but he disappeared from their sight. They said to each other, Weren't our hearts on fire when he spoke to us along the road and when he explained the scriptures for us? They got up right then and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying to each other, The Lord really has risen. He appeared to Simon. Then the two disciples described what had happened along the road and how Jesus was made known to them as he broke the bread. I really relate to these two disciples. Maybe especially in these days of social quarantine when a daily walk is the chance to get outside. Um, And I can't even tell you how many difficult conversations I've had with my partner walking along the path and trying to understand what's going on in the world around us, trying to understand our place in it, trying to figure out how we need to act as partners and parents and disciples in a time that feels turned upside down. And it's amazing to me and hopeful to me that this is the place that Jesus meets the disciples. They're walking on the road. They're scared. They're confused. They're trying to figure it out. And that's where Jesus shows up. Um, maybe more than anything, that's the, the nugget of this scripture that just won't let go of me. They're walking on the road. They're trying to figure it out. And there's Jesus. Um, A pastor who was my pastor during college um, points out about this scripture that there are really three key things going on. The disciples are studying scripture. They're practicing hospitality. And they're breaking bread. And... That's where they encounter Jesus. I think so often we make it more complicated or we have traditions that um, build up around those basics. And in this particular season, we don't have those traditions. We don't have the extras. We don't have the stuff that's built up around it. Um, But even here and even now, We have God's word. Even here and even now, we break bread. We share the simple things that we need to sustain our lives. Some of them are, some of us are sharing them with family and some of us are um, partaking on our own. Um, But we're encountering those simple, basic things And even here, even now, we can practice hospitality. It looks so different um, since we're not having folks over to our homes. Um, We're not inviting people into our space. Um, But I think that we have opportunities for hospitality of heart, 
for hospitality and generosity of spirit. Um, every time that we remember or reach out beyond our own struggles, um, even if that's just to listen to your child or your partner, each time we reach out um, to offer what is good to another person, that's hospitality, and we can do that even here and even now. And those are the things. Jesus is with them when they read scripture, when they break bread, when they practice hospitality. And so um, it's my prayer for my family and for us as the body of Christ at St. Matthew's Church that we would recognize and live into Jesus' presence with us um, even as the ways that we do that and the means that we express that are different than what we have done in the past. Now listen again as we read the scripture from the message translation. That same day, two of them were walking to the village Emmaus, about seven miles out of Jerusalem. They were deep in conversation, going over all these things that had happened in the middle of their talk and questions, Jesus came up and walked along with them, but they were not able to recognize who he was. He asked, What's this you're discussing so intently as you walk along? They just stood there, long-faced, looking like they had lost their best friend. One of them said, Then one of them, his name was Cleopas, said, are you the only one in Jerusalem who hasn't heard what's happened during the last few days? He said, what's happened? They said, the things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene. He was a man of God, a prophet, dynamic in work and word, blessed by both God and all the people. Then our high priests and leaders betrayed him, got him sentenced to death, and crucified him. And we had our hopes up that he was the one, the one about to deliver Israel. And it is now the third day since it happened. But now some of our women have completely confused us. Early this morning they were at the tomb and they couldn't find his body. They came back with the story that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of our friends went off to the tomb to check and found it empty just as the women said. But they didn't see Jesus. Then he said to them, So thick-headed, so slow-hearted, why can't you simply believe all that the prophets said? Don't you see that these things had to happen? That the Messiah had to suffer and only then enter into his glory? Then he started at the beginning with the books of Moses and went on through all the prophets, pointing out everything in the scriptures that referred to him. They came to the edge of the village where they were headed. He acted as if he were going on, but they pressed him, Stay and have supper with us. It's nearly evening. The day is done. So he went in with them. And here is what happened. He sat down at the table with them. Taking the bread, he blessed and broke and gave it to them. At that moment, open-eyed, wide-eyed, they recognized him, and then he disappeared. 
Back and forth they talked. Didn't we feel on fire as he conversed with us on the road and he opened the scriptures for us? Now share with your group one word or phrase or image that stuck out to you from this reading. Have you ever experienced Jesus' presence in a shared meal or in scripture or when you welcomed someone into your life? Share about that experience with your group. Are there any new ways you are experiencing God's presence during this time of social distancing? Share one way that you have experienced God's presence with your group. Now it's time to share about our lives. Share with your group an oops from this week. A mistake or something that you regret. Something that didn't go as you had hoped or planned. Next, share a blah. A blah is a moment of sadness or disappointment. A time maybe when your feelings and your expectations did not match up with each other. Share a blah with your group now. Next, share a wow. Also known as a God sighting. Where have you seen God's presence and love and grace this week? Finally, share a thanks. Something that you are grateful for this week. It didn't have to be, but it was. And you're thankful. And now I would invite you to join me in prayer. Thank you, God, that you are always with us. And even with uh, changing news and with social distancing, you are here loving and guiding your people. Open our hearts to you. Help us to see and to feel your presence among us. We pray, God, not only for ourselves, but for your church throughout the whole world. As we face new circumstances, may we find new ways to be faithful. Make us good witnesses for you and for your grace. Wherever we are and whatever circumstances we face. We pray for the leaders and rulers of this world as the disease moves on and as more and more effects come into play. There are more and more decisions to be made and we pray that they would be made with wisdom, skill, and compassion. Oh God, we pray for our President Donald and for our Governor Roy. We pray that you would move through them. Give them everything that they need to lead well in this time. And may we and all those you have elected and appointed to be our leaders work together for our common good, paying special attention to the least and the lost and the lonely. 
God, we pray for the life of our community. We continue to pray for our nursing homes and care facilities and for the staff who work there, the people who live there. We pray for our schools as they are um, out and as we've learned this week that they will be out for the rest of the school year. God guide parents and children and teachers May we value and lean into good learning, even as we're apart. God, we pray for David Barry and for all of his family. Accept Frida into your arms of grace and mercy into the place that you have prepared for her. And as they grieve, may they know your presence and comfort and care. God, it is a good and joyful thing to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When our love failed, your love remained steadfast. When captive to fear and oppression, you made covenant to be our sovereign God brought us to a land flowing with milk and honey, and set before us the way of life. By your great mercy, we have been born anew to a living hope through the resurrection of your Son from the dead, and to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Now, as your people, we boldly declare your wonderful deeds in Christ, who called us to freedom, life, and wholeness. By your Spirit, keep us in Christ. Unite us to one another and to all the world. Sustain the sick and comfort the dying. Strengthen all who minister in your name. Lift us from doubt and despair and lead us at last to your heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now will you join me in the words that Jesus gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And I'll leave you with these final words of blessing from Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. He who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forward and forevermore. Amen.